say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. You Everyone and welcome to a new direction. My name is Jay Izzo and oh man, I could not be more excited about the show. Man, it's a great show. I'm going to tell you something. Okay, listen. All right, here's the deal about the show. So, yeah, I, I know I'm excited every week about my show, but this one is so exciting because I get this question all the time. Jake, when are you going to do a show about millennials? When are you going to do a show about the younger generation? When are you going to talk about them? When are you going to get an author on the show who's going to talk about these things because I'm an employer, I'm an educator, and then I get the young people who come to me in the gym or whatever and say, Jake, when are you going to do a show about us? When are you going to talk about us? And please don't say all the crummy things that you old people want to say about this about us i mean guess what i have solved both of those problems. actually i didn't solve anything i actually the guy who wrote the book his name is mark perna he wrote the book that is solving these issues okay and he's outstanding he's often awesome tremendous sense of humor i mean and i mean he's funny i mean the guy we, we've never met face to face he's in cleveland which by the way i love cleveland just to let you know love cleveland cleveland you listen to the show regularly i love you so thank you but you know here's the deal we it's kind of like we just hit it off and we're just like two guys uh who just hit it off and it's great and his book which i'm holding up for those of you on facebook live who are watching us right now thanks for joining us uh it's called answering why unleashing passion, purpose, and performance in younger generations. And I'm holding that book up. And for all those people who are already joining us on uh, CastBox FM Live, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you there as well. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast at some point in time, probably driving in your car, listening at home, or listening on Alexa, or thank you for listening to us as well. And also got to give a shout out to the Oak FM uh, 90. 90, 90, the 93.5 here in Raleigh, North Carolina, who replays the show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time and every Sunday at 10 a.m. And so you get to hear the show twice. So if you miss the show, you get to, you can actually go to oak93.5.org or .com and you can actually listen to the show twice and you get to hear Mark Perna. It's awesome. So, and he's going to be awesome and we're going to have a lot of fun with him. I promise you will. And it's going to be so informative. So if you know an educator, if, if you know an educator or you are an educator, you're going to love the show, call somebody. If you are, uh, uh, if you're a younger person, you're going to want to listen to this show as well, because it's going to be a great show for you. If you are an employer, you're going to want to listen to this show because the show is going to be for you as well because you're going to hear all sorts of things that are going to help you in terms of understanding this younger generation that Mark is going to talk about. So if you know these people, if you're not one of those people, if you're a parent, by the way, if you're a parent, this show is for you too. If you're not a parent, call a parent and tell them you need to listen to the show. That's what you need to do. But let, before we get into what Mark's going to do, because Mark's going to be uh, amazing, let's do what we do every week. And you know what that is, right? We check in with you to find out how you're doing in the four areas of your life. You know, I believe that we are four-part people. We are physical people, we are mental people, we're emotional people, and we're spiritual people. So let's check in in those four areas. On a scale of one to 10, everybody out there, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. How are you doing today physically? Five's average, okay, just to let you know. So how are you doing physically out there? Oh, everybody out there, you doing all right? You feeling like, you feeling like, oh, I'm an average, you know, I'm, I'm a five-ish, you know, maybe somebody said I'm a three, you know, somebody may say, hey, you know what, I'm feeling great, I'm, a, I'm an eight, all right, so why, the first question is why are you that number, right, what's the reason behind that number, and then the second question is what are you going to do, what can you do right now to change that number for yourself, what is it that you can do to change that number because, you know, the whole point is not to get you from whatever that number is to a 10, but it's actually to get you to the next number. So what are the little things you could do in your life that you can change physically that can make that can make a change positively for you in the physical area of your life? All right. You got that? That's your first number. Second number is the mental number. Right. And then what do you and you go, Jay, what do you mean mental? Well, what I mean is here is like, OK, what are you consuming? Right. Are you, are you reading or, you know, are you letting the TV just tell you what you should be listening to? Or are you actually actively participating in your mental activity, growing in your knowledge of something? Right. We have two halves of the brain. We have a left side of the brain, which is more logical. The right side of the brain is, you know, creative and emotion, a little bit more emotional. And so how are you feeding both sides of those brains? Right. And on the same scale, one to 10, one's miserable, 10 outstanding. You know, how are you today and mentally? Right. Do you feel like you're really learning and growing? Are you doing things that you need to do to grow? And by the way, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can always be doing something right mentally. Right. So how are you today? Right. And then same question. You know, why are you that number? And then what can you do right now to change that? Right. You know, consuming this show can help that 
right, quite a bit. And Mark Perna, who's going to be joining us a little bit later, he's going to he's going to help you really on both sides of your brain, and it's going to be something that's going to really help you. So, you know, thanks for listening because this show is really helping you. But take some active, do something active for yourself to increase the mental side. So you got two numbers. You got a physical number, a mental number. Now let's look at the emotional number, right? And what I mean emotionally. Well, sometimes you'll hear us. Psych- psychological professionals like myself will talk about emotional quotients or emotional intelligence. And really, if I can make it really simple, it, it goes like this. How well are you able to control your emotions, especially when things go bad or when sudden things go bad? That's that's the first question, right? The second question is, how well are you able to understand the emotions of others? And can you emote with others? Are you willing to do this? And so much of our emotions is conscious, is being very conscious about what we're doing, right? Because we can be so much in control of our own emotions. So what are you doing to, again, you know, why are you that number? And what can you do to change that, right? Can you take more control? You know, what do you need to do to get yourself better emotionally, right? Same scale, one's miserable, 10's outstanding, right? Five's average. So where are you at emotionally, right? And then what can you do about it? So you got three numbers, right? You got a, you got a physical, a mental, and emotional number. So the final number, right, that we're looking at is spiritually. And so where are you at spiritually, right? And the reason why I, I ask the spiritual number, because it's just as important as the other three areas. And we go, we don't understand the spiritual realms very well. Sometimes we, sometimes we just focus just on God, but you know what? There's a, you know, a lot of people, you know, when it comes to spiritual, it's the things that we can't explain in another way. And by the way, just to let you know, you know, the truth of the matter is we're not going to be able to explain probably most of it <laughs> because the truth is, is that science is great and it can explain a lot of things, but it's never going to explain certain things that touch our soul, that would, that, that make us feel at peace or that give us a sense of joy. It didn't say happiness, but maybe give us a sense of joy inside that is just unexplainable. And, you know, sometimes it's meditation, sometimes it is God, sometimes it's nature, it can be a variety of things, but the question I have to ask you is how well is that working for you, right? And that scale of 1 to 10, how's it going, right? Same number, 1's miserable, 10's outstanding. You know, so if it's God, how's that relationship working out for you? If it's nature, how's that working out for you in terms of giving you a sense of peace and putting you at rest? And that's, and, and so now you have four numbers, and you have to think of them as the legs of a chair, Right? If you're sitting on a chair that's uneven, it's kind of hard to sit and it's not very comfortable, right? And if you're sitting on a chair that's too low, it's also uncomfortable and you're you're not you're not sitting where you're supposed to be and it's not great for your posture, right? So you want to bring up these four areas of your life. And what you want to do is you want to bring them up not only together, but you want to bring them up to the right level so that you are the best person you can be. So that's our check-in. So let's talk about my guest because my guest really does it. I really do believe that I'm just really being honest here. My guest... Um, Mark Perna really touches all four of these areas, in my opinion, because his book did that for me. But let me tell you about him. Mark C. Perna, by the way, is the founder and CEO of TFS, uh, a full-service strategic communications and consulting firm whose mission is to share and support every client's passion for making a difference. Uh, He is an international generational expert. He has devoted his career to empowering educators and employers to unleash the tremendous potential of today's young people. Mark's best practices have helped parents, schools, uh, school districts, businesses, state organizations across North America America to connect more effectively with the younger generations. He frequently delivers keynote speeches at national and statewide events. And by the way, you know how I feel about speakers, right? As a national speaker myself, you know what? Hire him, right? Call him. It's easy to find him. Uh, Anyway, uh, he's... He's, he speaks at Harvard University by special invitation and at TFS, the company that he owns. Uh, he has a number of talented professionals, that, and many of them are from the younger generation, that share his vision of helping organizations of all sizes experience significant gains in recruitment, engagement, retention, and performance rates. He's published numerous articles in all sorts of national publications. You, you can find him on Forbes uh, regularly and interviews frequently and frequently on radio shows such as this, television, and podcasts. His award-winning best seller, which is Answering Why, Unleashing Passion, Purpose, and Performance in Younger Generations, is available on Amazon and bookstores anywhere that you want to find it. If they don't have it in the bookstore, you tell them, get it in now. It's that important that you have it in the bookstore. And uh, he, he wrote this to help educators, employees, and parents understand what motivates Generations Y and Z and all the younger generations. He's the father of two beautiful, successful millennials, resides in Cleveland, Ohio. And so if you want to find out more, why don't you go to Mark C. Perna, that's M-A-R-K-C, letter C, Perna, P-E-R-N-A.com. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show and welcome to A New Direction, Mark Perna. Welcome. 
<laughs> it is good to be here, Jay. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. And, uh, and I love everything you've done up to this point. So, man, I'm all in. Well, if, that, if you've loved everything that I've done to this point, let's just close the show right here and uh, we'll say thank well, you. Well, be, sure be sure to tip your waitstaff. It'll be here all week. So. <laughs> no, awesome. Look, the book is fabulous. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely fabulous. I, I love it. Um, I, 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 when I read this book, you know, I think one of the things, the reason that this attracted me to this book is because, as I said in the opening of the show, so many people, uh, you know, say so many, I think negative things uh, about uh, the younger generations, and you you took a you 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 really I felt wrote this book in a very eye-opening way to help us get past ourselves first of all uh, by talking about the branch creaking, which I'm going to have you talk about here in a second what that means, but also you gave us uh, a set of explanations, but then at the end of the book, what you did for us is you told us that we can actually be a part of it if we want to be a part of it. And I think that's really important because I think we can be very selfish. And so what happens is we have our own opinions of what we think uh, these younger generations are. But the fact of the matter is you've explored them at such a deep level that I think it's really important for the listeners out here who are jumping all over this, who are, are, are you know, wanting to know, you know, okay, well, help me understand it because I think that's really a big part of this book is helping us understand uh, the younger generation. But let's 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 talk first about the very first thing that you come out with the book is you talk about that the branch is creaking, and and maybe we're not paying attention to it. So what do you mean by the branch is creaking, and what do you mean that we may not be paying attention to it? Well, the 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 branch is a metaphor. So when I was ten years old and I was uh, up in a tree with some friends and I was about thirty feet up. And I walked out on a really firm limb. I was surveying the world around me. And Jay, like so many times in our lives, suddenly the branch underneath you starts to creak. It starts to crack. You almost, you can almost feel it like in a pitchfork kind of way going up your spine, you know, as you hear it go, you know, and, and all of a sudden you're in this peril. Well, there's, you know, if you've ever experienced that feeling, you know that there are three things that happen immediately upon that happening. The first thing is you become singularly focused, right? It doesn't right. matter what stresses and challenges you had getting into the tree, man. They are a distant memory. Right. Uh, second thing that happens is you start strategic planning, right? How are you going to get out of this? How are you get back to the safety of the trunk? What are you going to grab? Where are you going to fall? Third thing that happens is you take action. In fact, I would even submit to you that you take massive action because <laughs> you're in peril, right? And right. so I believe that the, that the branch creaks in our lives many times. Anytime there's a fear of loss or sense of urgency, the branch creaks a little bit and forces us to focus, plan, and take action. And so the metaphor through the book is that young people today hardly, if ever, hear the branch creak in their lives. Um, many times because they're very comfortable, many times because they just, they don't understand the concept of being outside their comfort zones. Cause I believe that that growth in our lives happen when in fact we step outside our comfort zone, almost never when we are inside our comfort zone. So that to me, when the branch creaks, these are gifts. It, these are great opportunities where you can now have life go in a different direction because you focus, you plan, and you take action accordingly. And this has happened in my life many times. And I look back at the most challenging moments of my life when the branch was creaking in huge ways. And I look back at those as the defining moments that have gotten me to where I am today. Had those things not happened, I'd be doing something completely different. I wouldn't be doing all those things that you so graciously read in that introduction. Um, and uh, and so uh, th that's where the Branch Creek comes from. We we're, we have Branch Creek moments that are you know national you know uh, Branch Creeks. We have personal Branch Creeks, professional Branch Creeks. It's how you deal with them is is really the key. There's another Branch Creek that we're probably not. I I feel that, and you talk about this too in the book, we're not paying attention to very well as we engage or attempt to engage, or maybe we try to avoid the younger generation. And that is, is that we actually are, without them, what are we going to do? I mean, if we, if we don't engage them, what's going to happen? Well, it's, it's so true. And so I, and so I want to, I want to kind of frame it this way. Um, 
you know, you, you kind of hinted to this already is that most everything you see and hear about young people today is largely negatively slanted. You know, they're lazy, they're entitled, you know, you, you pick it. That's, that's what people are out there are saying. And I tell organizations and I tell people across the country all the time, there are two ways to look at young people in this country. You can either look at them as a problem to be solved, which is what most people do, or you can look at them as a tremendous resource to be unleashed within your, your home, your classroom, uh, your place of business. And if you look at them with the second set of eyes, you're 80 to 90% of the way where you need to be in order to be able to deal with them effectively, to connect with them, to engage with them, to understand what they think, what makes them tick. And that's really why I wrote Answering Why was so that, so that parents, educators, and employers would have kind of a, a guidepost, if you will, to say, this is what they're thinking. This is, and they're exactly the way we made them, but here's why they think the way they, they think. And then how do you, you know, kind of how do you deal with them on that basis? And so that if you can connect and engage, you can push them further and faster towards what I call their light at the end of their tunnel. Right. You know, the light at the end of the tunnel is a simple concept. What does their career, their lifestyle, or anything they want look like at the light at the end of their tunnel? Um, the tunnel is the time they may spend with you in your home they, or your classroom or, or in your place of business. It's the work, the labor, the effort, the skill development, the academic rigor, whatever it happens to be, that's the tunnel. Why would anyone take a step down the tunnel unless there was some light at the end of that tunnel worth getting to? Mm -hmm. And we have far too many young people today in this country who aren't walking down the tunnel because they don't see anything they truly want. Right. So they're standing completely still. And so to understand kind of what they're thinking and how they stand in the tunnel or, or move slowly down the tunnel, um, that's how we create the motivation, the inspiration, or, or be able to get them to, to see where they want to go. Uh, we're talking with Mark Perna here on A New Direction. It's his book. It's called Answering Why is the name of the book. Unleashing Passion, Purpose, and Performance in Younger Generations. Uh, the book is extraordinarily well-priced, by the way, hardcover book. Uh, but it's, of course, available in, in other formats as well. And so you need to really, I highly recommend, if you're uh, interested in, in understanding these younger generations, I really highly recommend that you pick this book up because this book is absolutely fabulous. I'm going to jump around here a little bit, Mark, because I, I know that there are people who, um, by the way, thank you, everybody who's just joining us, and, and we appreciate all of you. But I, I know that people are asking right now out of the block, okay, Jay, uh, just just get me a little bit of meat here so that uh, I can kind of so I can kind of get some questions answered. And so let, let's can we jump to chapter three, just getting to know the Y generation a little bit? Can we just can sure. we can we just jump there and let's talk about who who are these people? Who are these young people and, and what should we what, what do we need to know? Because, you know, we have a lot of our own ideas, right? Uh, especially as older adults, we have a lot of our own ideas of what this generation is. But who are they really? So, um, Mark, t who are who is this younger generation? Well, I call them the Y generation, W-H-Y generation. And that's anyone really 39 and younger in this country, which really consists of two different generations. It's Generation Y millennials, followed closely by Generation Z. Generation Z today goes from fetus to 18 years old. Generation Y millennials go 19 to 39. And so I call them the Y generation, W-H-Y generation, because they need an answer to that question for everything they do. Um, and this may be an aha moment. It is when I travel the country. It's like if you ask a young person to do something, 39 or younger, and they look back at you and they say, well, why should I do it that way? Most of us take that as a smart aleck response, and we give the all-American response back, which of course is because I said because so. Because I said so. Yeah, well, yeah, right, of course, right. right? But here's the aha moment. The aha moment is most young people don't mean it as a smart aleck response. See, what most young people think at this point is, you know, why do we do it this way? Because you know what? I'm unique. I'm special. I'm important. Uh, I'm, you know, intelligent. I'm resourceful. I know how to use technology. You know, why do we do it this way? Because there has to be a better way to do this. There must be a way to use Google something. There must be a way to put it in the cloud. Right. There must be a way to get a bigger impact. And yet we cut their knees out from underneath them and we don't give them the opportunity to try. Mm -hmm. See, I go completely the other way. All those things you hear that are negative about young people today, I'm completely the opposite. I think they're the most incredible generations to come down the pike. I think they are the most intelligent, resourceful, and pit bull-like generations that we have ever seen in this country because when they see a want to in their life, something they truly want, Jay, they will move heaven and earth to get to that want to. 
Our challenge as parents, educators, and employers is getting them to want something. And that's really where the battlefield of the future is. And so being the why generation, you know, I, I mean, you know, more than half the people that work for me are in their 20s and early 30s. Mm -hmm. And they're incredible. Um, I never ask anyone who works with me to work past normal Monday through Friday work hours, and yet they work nights, weekends, holidays, vacation time. I can't get them to shut off. Right. But the reason that they're willing to do that is they so buy into the vision of where we are going to transform both education and workforce development in this country that they're all in. Mm -hmm. They're at the point where they are pushing me further and faster to do more and more because they want to accomplish this goal. And so I think they're extraordinary. And that's, that's really what encompasses them. And, and, and here's, here's the thing, Mark. And, and I, I, I do believe that this is an extraordinary generation. I really do. I really, I, I do believe that we do misunderstand them. And I think it's because we, uh, I'm going to do some psychological terms here because that's what I do, but we have this tendency to mirror image. And so what we do is we want to look at them as we look at ourselves and we want to look at them in such a way that we go, well, this is the way I would do it. So you need to be like me. And I, that's, I think that's the biggest mistake that we make is that we, we, attribute what we think we were at their age because of where we're at now. And then we put them in a mirror and go, you're not like me. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the way we were raised is wrong and, and the, the way they were raised is right or vice versa. I'm not saying that, but I think oftentimes that's the reason why I believe that we sometimes say these negative things about this generation because we tend to mirror image. Well, and that's why, you know, that's why I, I really say, you know, when you, when you look at young people today, it, you know, and if you look at them as a, as a challenge to be solved, it really is coming from that perspective, the one you just identified, which is, you know, this is the way I would do it. Therefore, this younger person needs to do it exactly the way I would do it. And look at this, they're doing something differently. And they're, and that, and something different isn't necessarily a bad thing. It, you know, they're bringing them themselves to it. They want to be able to add themselves into what they're doing so that they can have the pride of accomplishment. They were, they were brought up in many cases to have a pride of accomplishment. And, and if we don't give them that opportunity, they become disenchanted and then they will disconnect. You know, now we're no longer connecting, engaging and pushing them further towards their light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so you know, I, I think you're right on. I think, you know, that's what I call generational rifts because the rifts are, is that older generations think the younger generations are missing out. The younger generations think the older generations are missing out. Um, and, and, you know, and so every, everybody's pointing the face and, and this, by the way, this isn't new today. You can right. back up 30 years. It was the same 60 years. It was the right. same 90 years. It was the same, right. you know, every older generation thinks the younger generations are missing it because of the, the I, identical thing you just talked about which was the the mirroring that goes on because they're right. just doing it differently i'll give you let me let me give you an example how so i had to come to grips with this so my son nick who's 30 years old today uh you know for you know quite a long time you know it, first of all i've got so i've got two sons today they're 32 and 30 years old and it's amazing to me that you can dip into the same gene pool twice jay and come up with two <laughs> totally different kids but that's what happens with my kids it's like it's like nick the younger one looked at my son matt when he was five or six and just said you know damn that's just not for me <laughs> and he went a completely different way but, you know, Nick and I, you know, we communicate completely differently. I, you know, if I send a text message to my son, Nick, I send a text message like I'm writing a letter because I'm 57 years old and that's just where I came from. Right. So, you know, there's a general salutation. Hi, Nick, with an exclamation point, sometimes with or without a smiley face. Right. And then there's something personal. It's like, I hope you're having a great day. And then there's uh, then there's the body of the text, you know, all the information I want to impart to him. And then there's a close. Hope you have a great weekend. Love, dad. I get back one letter and it's K and it frosts me every time. I don't know many people in this world that are busier than me and he doesn't have time to put the O in front of the K. And this is, this is the way I look at it. And then the, the day just came when I said, you know, I, I'm just going to have to understand that he is different. He communicates differently. It's not necessarily worse or better. It's just different. And when you can accept that and look at them for what they can add to what you're doing, whether, again, in your home, a classroom, uh, or a place of business, and you can make them part of the vision of where you want to push the organization, 
the pride of their contribution to that viable vision is what will drive them, keep them engaged within your organization, and will make them very productive. Awesome. We're talking with Mark Perna, author of Answering Why and Unleashing Passion, Purpose, and Performance in Younger Generations, and he's joining us here on A New Direction. Hey, do you know that A New Direction is sponsored by two outstanding sponsors? That's right. One is, first of all, is inline business brokers and advisors. They have helped literally thousands of clients in the sales and purchases of businesses. If you're a business owner, you're going to need the service of an experienced broker, business broker. So when it's time to sell your business, why not contact the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors? You can learn more by going to nline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And, of course, Linda Craft and Team Realtors. It doesn't matter where you're at in the world. Linda Craft can help you match up with the right expert, the right professional to help you sell your home or buy your next home. They have been doing it for over 35 years. There is a reason why they are called the legends of customer service. Located in Raleigh, North Carolina, the Research Triangle Park, helping people in Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill. They have been doing this, and at top level, year after year after year, and you should find out why. And you can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's www.lindacraft.com. And did you know that 69% of podcast listeners say they became aware of a product or service through the podcast they listen to? So podcast listeners are some of the most active social media users in the world. You know why? Because it's usually a younger generation. So how would you or your company like to be a sponsor of A New Direction? We have doubled our listening audience, more than doubled our listening audience in the last year alone, and we're continuing to grow. Our audience is worldwide. That's right. We're worldwide. While we are dominant in the U.S., we are downloaded, streamed, and viewed from all over the world. So if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of A New Direction, contact me, Jay Izzo, through any of my social media or email me at j at jayizzo.com. That's J-A-Y at J-A-Y-I-Z-S-O dot com. And let's work to help work together to help you or your business find a new direction. And we're back here with Mark Perna, author of Answering Why, Unleashing Passion, Purpose, and Performance in Younger Generations. And we're talking about trying to understand, helping people understand this younger generation, because I think some people, um, you know, just don't understand. I think one of the things that you point out in the book is that this younger generation is about experience. Explain what you mean that they're all about experience. What what do you mean by that when you say that? Because I think that's a critical piece uh, understanding this generation. Uh, that experience is everything to them. So whether it's with their friends, whether it's online, you know, they want to travel the world, they're environmentally conscious, they want to give back, they want to make a bigger impact in the things that they do. Uh, you know, it's, they're just looking for as many experiences as they can. Now, now you and I are, you know, uh, uh, roughly the same age. Right. Um, you know, we didn't have all the cool resources and technology that are available today. But today, young people have an extraordinary number of experiences that are possible in lots of different uh, capacities. So so um, it's just as simple as that. They're just looking for experiences. But to understand, you know, how you craft, you know, whether you're a business trying to sell to people 39 and younger, um, you know, what's the experience like? How do they interact with your, your company? How do they interact with your school or your, your, your programs? You know, how do they interact even in your own home? And how do you connect them to as many experiences as they want? You know, one of the things... Um, you know, I, I talked a little bit about the light at the end of the tunnel and I talked about career and lifestyle. You know, what is their lifestyle or career look like at the light at the end of their tunnel? So here's, here's a, and this kind of connects to the experience, is that between the word career and the word lifestyle, which one is most important to young people today? It's lifestyle because that's where the experiences are. More than half of every decision a young person makes today in this country is based on how it affects their lifestyle. Career has even become a lifestyle decision for most. Um, and so starting conversations with young people about lifestyle long before you ever talk about career is one way to get them to talk about experiences that they're having and the kind of experiences they want to have. And then how do they fund those experiences in the future? That's where career kind of dovetails into that conversation. Yeah, so the thing is about this experience piece is it explains a lot why we may see them jump from job to job relatively quickly. And I think that's I think that's a pretty important piece is that you know, we hear people, well they you know they, there's no loyalty, right? And so because they jump from job to job, but I don't think we understand very well that the reason why they jump you know, fairly frequently is because they're looking for an experience. 
And 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 you as an employee are if you're not giving them that experience, you you shouldn't expect them to stay. Or am I missing the boat on that one? No, I you know you you have a piece of it, Jay, because there's a number of things that actually collide into the same into the same concept. So. Um, Young people today absolutely want experiences, and so when they go out looking into the workforce or working for an organization, they want to have be able to have some kind of experience there, but it's no longer really the, the main driving force. What they're really looking for are two critical things. One, and Deloitte, you know, the global accounting and consulting firm, really kind of nailed this, is because they did a survey of young people in the workforce under the age of 39, and, um, and what they found was this, was that 68% of females in that group and 64% of males, which is, you know, between the two of them, that's two thirds of what is today the largest working generation in this country plans to leave their current job within the next two to three years. This is a cataclysmic shift in workforce development, but the number one reason given and cited is what's most telling is that, and this was the reason, is that most of them do not want to work in an organization where pursuit of the almighty dollar is the only outcome. They want to work in an organization that gives back. They want to work in an organization that has purpose. They want to work in an organization where the pride of their contribution will actually add to the greater good. You know, I don't see that as a bad thing. No, no. But business and industry in this country is going to struggle for the next decade to create purpose that far exceeds shareholder value and simply making money. And so the second piece of it is, they also want to work in an organization that is willing to uh, invest heavily in their professional development in a way that allows them to be much better at what they do. So they're looking for those two things. They want to work in an organization that gives back and has purpose. They want to work in an organization that also is willing to invest in them to help them get wherever it is they want to go from both career and lifestyle perspectives. That's where you shut down the revolving door of people coming in and out of your organization. Because once you understand the way that dynamic works, you can create that within your organization. Uh, we're talking with Mark Perna, author of the book uh, Answering Why. We're uh, we're only in the chapter three, um, <laughs> uh, but it's an important chapter. I've got a bunch of people all over. Uh, I knew I should have stopped writing Jay after I, three chapters. I knew it. I, <laughs> I should have called it. I mean, we're only right chapter, chapter three. I'm not done with chapter three yet because there's. A, and, and by the way, the book is available at Amazon, bookstores all over. It doesn't matter. Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. Uh, you can find the book. You go to your local bookstore if they don't have it on the shelf. Ask for Answering Why by Mark Perna, and uh, you, they'll get it in for you. Uh, one of the things that you talk about in the book is that this, these particular generations have been raised to believe that they're uh, unique, um, they're, they're different. Um, they're in, special and important. They're special, they're important. And, you know, listen, I don't, I, and, and I don't think we give enough credit to the parents who raised these um, folks that what they were doing, and you call them helicopter parents, I believe is what you call them in the book, is that, you know, they kind of hovered, you know, over them to protect them in so many different ways that they never really did get a sense of the natural consequences of, as a failure, um, my my parents uh, my parents were great at letting me fail. Um, they were they were the perfect just fail and experience the consequences for yourself, parents. But that's not exactly the parents that raised these young people. Let's talk about the effects of that and how that uh, uh, can affect uh, not only education but employers as well or parents for that matter. Well, there's helicopter parents, and now even the term that has resonated within our society is snowplow parenting. So, you know, those are the parents that are, you know, literally clearing the road in front of their kids to make sure that they get, you know, everything they want and everywhere they want to get to. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of supporting your kids, but there is a line where you can cross, where you start to interrupt the natural flow of things, which to me is that making young people today self-reliant and independent mm. is of critical importance because those are the ones that become very good um, citizens and, you know, and, and add to our, you know, our social discourse. So, um, so it, you know, as far as, you know, the helicopter parenting I talk about in the books or whether it's snowplow parenting, I mean, you know, even the Wall Street Journal just recently did a survey and they did a parent survey. And, and what they found to me is kind of astonishing is that 76% of parents today remind their adult children, adult children of <laughs> deadlines at school and work. I mean, that's, that's extraordinary. 15% call or text to wake up their college kids. 
I mean, That's you crazy. know, the kids wouldn't even get up and go to class if it wasn't for 15 percent of the parents who would wake crazy. them up. And, and if you like that, you'll love you'll love this. This was my favorite is that 11 percent of parents today, according to this survey by The Wall Street Journal, 11 percent would contact a child's employer if he or she had an issue at work. What does what? that phone call even sound like? <laughs> I mean, you're who? Who are you? Um, <laughs> what? Uh, did you say? Did you say eleven percent of parents? Eleven percent. Eleven percent of parents would contact the child's employer if he or she had an issue at work. No. Yeah, no. Absolutely. No. That's what they found. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but it's the you know the world the world has shifted the world has changed because you know part of the challenge you kind of have to juxtapose it against this. Um, where helicopter parenting comes from and, and, you know, snowplow parenting is juxtapose it against, we've kind of vilified failure in this country recently. Yeah. Um, kids are afraid to fail. They're afraid to make a mistake. They're afraid, you know, to walk down the tunnel towards their light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. And so by doing that, you know, they're, they're standing still. Right. And they don't understand the power of taking a step and, and trying something and having it not work. In fact, a, a, you know, something I've been talking about when I speak now, I've been, I've been speaking about it more and more and more, is that kids are perplexed to make a forever decision. So when you talk to, you know, you talk to a youngster in, in high school, middle schools, and you start talking about, you know, so what would you like to do when you grow up, right? Jay, we right. had that question when we were kids all the time, right. Right? right? And even if we didn't know what it was, we could, you know, I mean, I mean, geez, until I was 10, I wanted to be a superhero. But I mean, right. um, but if you ask that question, oh, wait, 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 only until only, only you were 10, really? Only till I was ten. Really? Yeah, I'm okay. thinking about getting back into it. Yeah, I was, was going like, to. I, I kind of missed some of that. I'm kind of missing some. Of that some really <laughs> good. I had some really good dreams back then. You know, back in the day, you know. Um, but jeez, uh, I, I forgot where I was going with that, which no, also sorry. happens when you turn fifty-seven. Yeah, no, so. no, no, no the, you're you're talking about the light of the tunnel that we all dreamed about. You know where we wanted to be when we grow up, and we we didn't know exactly where, but you know, like you said, until about the age of ten. You know, we, you know, we kind of had at least, you know, I wanted to be a superhero, but maybe we also thought about, you know, I want to be an astronaut or right, or I want to be this or that, but you know, things changed over time and then it's trying to figure out, well, what do, what do I want to do now? Yeah. And, and young people today, you know, there's, you know, we're, we're now starting to get back more into career development in this country where, you know, middle schools, high schools, some states are, have initiatives in this country where, where we're getting more into getting kids to, to kind of see what's possible, where can they go, how can they get there so that we can start giving them you know, these, these opportunities, but, you know, instead of making forever decisions. And so this is something for the parents out there. This is something out there for the educators, you know, don't ever start with a career conversation, start with a lifestyle one, but also talk to them about making for now decisions, mm -hmm. you know, cause a for now decision eliminates the, you know, the stress of having to make a forever decision mm -hmm. because what, you know, Jay, if you and I were having a conversation and you were, you know, 16 years old and I, you know, I was an adult and I looked at you and there's a hundred ways for me to ask you this question, but this is what you hear. So Jay, what would you like to do for the rest of your life? Are you and that's me? the way young people hear that question. They hear it like, my gosh, I have to figure it all out right now. Right. You don't ha they don't have to necessarily figure it all out. They can make a for now decision. They can make a decision that, you know, they can change and adjust, you know, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. And we all do that, right? You right. make career decisions that change month to month. You know, you calibrate. You say, I'm now going to do this. I'm going to do that. Young people have to have that same freedom. However, mm. what they have to understand is where the world has shifted today. The world has shifted because, you know, in the past, at least from an educational standpoint, robust academic knowledge was of critical importance, and it still right. is today. You have to have it. It's of right. critical importance. But there was a time in this country where you could have just academic knowledge. Not anymore. In the country today, you have to have academic knowledge, technical and professional skills, and it's really the three of those things that give young people today a tremendous competitive advantage in moving forward in their life. Because where the world has shifted is this. First graders in America today, 65% of them will work in careers and occupations that don't exist today. That's how fast the world is changing. Oh, I know. 
it is moving that they'll have 15 to 20 different careers. So what has to happen with young people today is they need the attributes that are necessary. You know, some of those, what I call professional skills, things like work ethic and punctuality and leadership and communication and work-life balance, stress management, all these things and critical thinking are, are so important to round out their experiences that they can then adapt to whatever happens in their life. And all of that is becoming more and more available, um, you know, in, in communities uh, in this country. Uh, we're talking with Mark Perna, author of the book, Answering Why, Unleashing Passion, Purpose, and Performance in uh, Younger Generations. It's a fabulous read, by, by the way, insightful read on the younger generations. And uh, we're, we're talking with him. We're about to get to some of the things that he's going to propose, but we've been talking about uh, what makes the these younger generations unique. And he calls them the Y generation. That's W-H-Y generations because they want to know why. And uh, for many of us, we grew up with, you know, with the answer, because I said so, <laughs> because I told you to do it, right? That's, they're, they're not willing to do that. I, 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 I want to jump a little bit because as you're talking here, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, we are in this country and you're talking about education and I am, I, I'm well-educated. Look, I went to college, went to grad school. I get it. I went there spent a lot of money, uh, you know, doing what I did and I'm not using any of it, um, really in terms of what I do now, you know, in terms of what I do, because it didn't exist as you just talked about, it didn't exist. These things, you couldn't podcast when I was in grad school, that didn't exist. You couldn't write books unless you were with a major publisher because that didn't exist. You, uh, I couldn't be, there was no such thing as a business coach or a life coach. Those things really didn't exist. Uh, you couldn't be a professional speaker and make a living at it because those things really didn't exist at the time. And so those things didn't exist. And, 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 and I, I agree with you, but there's another side to this that I think we don't want to talk about, or at least it's kind of like this elephant in the room or the gorilla in the room. And that is, and I'm just going to say it, you don't have to, I'm going to say it, our educational system is overrated because there are so many other ways that, and you talk about it, that, that young people can make a tremendous living if that's what they're interested in doing. But it doesn't have to be through the traditional college education where you're spending a lot of money trying to figure it out. And, and you talk about that, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm, listen, I am educated, but you know what? There are just so many other routes. Talk to us about these other routes, because going to college is not really necessarily, nor does it have to be the answer, and getting parents to map their minds around it is difficult. So talk, because I'm, I'm going I'm to keep, keep going on your book. Yeah, no. When I, uh, when, I, when I spoke at Harvard, I talked about a concept in this country um, that we're making kids college and career ready. It's a statement you hear. If you, if you go into any educational organization anywhere in the country, let's say we're making kids college and career ready, so much so that the, that the phrase is actually used as a tagline in some districts across the country. You know, we're so-and-so district, making kids college and career ready. And I spoke at Harvard to, to a robust applause um, because I, when, I, when I was talking about was, I love the phrase. I think the phrase is fantastic, but it's got a small problem with it. Nobody in the country reads the word and in between the word college and the word career. They read it like it's a pathway. Right. Like to be successful in this country, you need to go to college and then get a career. And it's the only way to be successful. And so what I spoke about at Harvard was, I don't think we should be making kids college and career ready in this country. I think we should be making them career ready period. Sure, all kinds of careers go through four-year universities and baccalaureate degrees and masters and PhDs and MDs and JDs, and that's a fabulous way to go. It's wonderful. In fact, if you want to go that way, I think you need to invest wisely, go with passion, go with purpose, but make sure that you get it done. Mm. And for far too many young people today, it's, it's, they're not completing it, and they're having just the debt associated with having tried, but then not getting out of it what they want. Now, all kinds of wonderful careers also go through two-year associate's degrees at community and technical colleges. All kinds of wonderful careers go through certifications and advanced certifications and licensures and apprenticeships. Mm. All of these different ways, you know, in the country are viable, successful ways for people to make great 
income. Uh, they can fund the higher education. They can find employers who are willing to pay for higher education. Jay, I'll give you a great example of this. I met a, a young woman going through a John Deere um, uh, facility. I was invited by the folks at John Deere. This was about, uh, about a year ago, about this time last year. And I went through Davenport Works in Davenport, Iowa. I was getting this wonderful tour. And this young woman, uh, 24 years old, her name was Megan. Uh, I was impressed with her. And when I meet impressive young people, I always love to ask this question. You know, like, what's your story? How did you get here? And she starts telling me the story. She says, well, I went to Davenport West High School. I was doing very well academically. It was uh, about halfway through my sophomore year. I was close to a 4.0. I was, you know, I'm a, I play the violin. I play the guitar. I play piano. I was doing all these things. And I decided I wanted to, to take welding. Now, is, now, that's a turn, Jay, in the completely other direction, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. Right? Right? Here's doing well academically. She's doing all the stuff that, you know, you, you would put into, into your mind, into this box of who this student is, right? And she says, I want to take welding. She takes the first class, loves it, takes the second, third, fourth. She gets all her certifications by the time she finishes the program her senior year. Decides she's not going off to uh, college. She's going to go to work for John Deere as a welder. She's with them for 12 months when she takes them up on what they will do for any employee, which is if you're with us for 12 months, we will pay two-thirds of your higher education. So what does she do? She immediately goes off and gets a four-year degree in business. John Deere pays for two-thirds of it. She pays the other third of it uh, because, of course, he's making great money. She's a welder. Uh, she then graduates. She's got a bachelor's degree. She's got all the academic knowledge, the technical and professional skills. She's got a four-year degree in business. She has no debt. At 24 years old, she's moving, you know, uh, she's starting to move herself from a, an hourly worker into a salaried worker, and she's working to get into their fast track management program. This young woman in 10 to 12 years can be running a 2.2 million square foot facility for John Deere. Now, how many of us would know someone who would have tried to talk, uh, you know, an impressive young woman at 24 years, or I'm sorry, a sophomore in high school with a great grade point average out of going and taking welding. Mm -hmm. And yet it was the perfect unconventional way for her to get where she wanted to go to pay for it and fund it so that she could have the lifestyle that she wanted. And that's what more and more young people are starting to do. Awesome. His name is Mark Perna. The, the book is entitled Answering Why, Unleashing Passion, Purpose, and Performance in the Younger Generations. And you're listening to him on a new direction. You know that a new direction is sponsored by inline business brokers and advisors. They represent profitable, privately held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. That's right. Inline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That is their registered trademark. They are internationally known. They are known throughout the world as being literally the leaders when it comes to business brokerage. You need to find out why. If you're ready to sell your business, why don't you stop looking around, just go right over to nline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com and find out why they are the experts when it comes to business brokerage. And also, Linda Craft and Team Realtors, located in Raleigh, North Carolina, they can help you anywhere in the world find the right real estate professional to help you sell your home or buy your home. It doesn't matter. They just call them and they can help you because they are so well connected. They've been doing this for 35 years. They're known as the legends of customer service when it comes to real estate. So why not contact them first? Start there so that you can find the right professional in your area. No matter where you're at in the world, they'll help you. And if you happen to be in the Research Triangle Park, which is made up of the three universities, uh, North Carolina, Chapel Hill, North, North Carolina State University, and Duke University, and there's three over 340 major, major corporations here why don't you find out why they help so many of these corporations place their people in the right homes and also help them sell those homes for the highest market value check them out you can go to lindacraft.com that's l-i-n-d-a-c-r-a-f-t.com hey listen you know what you may have a business and you're going God, i really love a new direction you know what i'm going to give you an opportunity to be a sponsor of our show because the fact of the matter is we have more than doubled our listenership we are in we are all over the world, literally all over the world. And of course, the U.S. is our dominant place, but literally we are listened to in, in countries throughout the world. And you know what? We're, we're Right now, we're in a place where we're looking for other sponsors. If you want to be a sponsor on our show, why don't you contact me? It's Jay Izzo, and my you, you can find me on social media. I'm all over the place. If you can't find me on social media, then it's because you're, something's wrong with your computer because I'm there. But otherwise, you can contact me by email, and it's j at jayizzo.com. That's J-A-Y at J-A-Y-I-Z. 
S-O.com. And I'd love to talk to you about sponsoring our show, A New Direction. And we're back here on A New Direction uh, with Mark Perna talking about answering why. And the, the book is absolutely fabulous. And we're about to get into uh, some of the later chapters here because I know Mark is chomping at the bit a little bit because I know he's going to want to talk about the career tree because there's absolutely no way he's not going to talk about that because the career tree is really unique and different. But maybe before we get there, <laughs> let's let's maybe do let's let's do let's make a bridge. I, here, Mark, let's make a bridge. Let's go to chapter six and bridge the awareness gap. We're kind of doing that throughout the show, but what do we mean when we say when you say let's bridge the awareness gap? Where's that awareness and where are we trying to bridge here? Well, it it starts with the, the you know this this uh, issue and challenge that we've got in this country is we've got this huge skills gap. So the skills gap is simply this: there are millions of people who are unemployed, millions of jobs that are open. People who are unemployed can't do the jobs that are open. So this creates this tremendous skills gap um, that has grown 19 straight years in a row in this country and currently sits at over 6.7 million open jobs that cannot be filled. And they're in high demand, high wage industries like aerospace and aviation and construction and manufacturing, uh, healthcare, transportation, uh, agriculture, and many others. And so uh, the the comment that I make all the time when I'm when I'm speaking is that I, you know I, I don't think we have so much of an aware uh, of a skills gap as we do an awareness gap is that young people their parents or community members have no idea that all of these high demand high wage industries exist for their for their kids um, that are completely viable for many young people today if they only selected them. So um, so I, we have to close and bridge that awareness gap so that we can start walking young people and showing them the complete, um, you know, full circuit of what's, what's possible out there. Four-year degrees, two-year degrees, certifications, licensures, apprenticeships, all of these things have to be on the table for young people. And we have to value all of them as successful and viable mm -hmm. uh, careers and occupations for young people today. If we can get them over that awareness Awareness gap, the skills gap will take care of itself because there's incredible opportunities in this country. People just need to know they exist. And I think this is where the career tree starts to come into play uh, that you so beautifully have uh, created and designed. Help people understand when we when you talk about the career tree, what are we? What do I mean? Because it's it's a beautiful thing. I mean, the career tree is a beautiful thing from the roots to the branches all the way up. I, I found it to be just fascinating that. We have these lower level branches, upper level branches, we got roots and everything. So give people a brief overview of what the career tree is and why it's so important that you believe it's so important to our educational system. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a concept I came up with about six years ago because I knew, I wanted to tell a very simple story and one that we would tell to young people. And when I say young people, you know, elementary, middle, and high schoolers, you know, about all of the different ways that they can get where they want to go. So the tree itself, you know, just is a is a metaphor. You know, the trunk of the tree represents any program, pathway, or classroom, and the branch system above it. You know, think of a you know a majestic oak tree. All the branches represent all the careers and occupations that are possible as a result of kind of taking that trunk or program pathway or classroom to its you know to its completion these are the kinds of things that you can go do with that this is how it makes it relevant to what you're doing in the education that you're learning and i break the the branch system down into three horizontal areas you know the first level is the entry level career area just means that you know once you're done you can go do those things right now you've unlocked it right the middle of the tree you just need additional education or experience to do it and, you know at the top of the tree you need additional education or experience to unlock those kinds of careers and occupations you know maybe you need a four-year degree and beyond to do it so what it does is it lays out for young people today that you know wherever they are now whatever they're learning they can take that to any level of education they want to in order to unlock the career occupations that's most interesting to them based on their own unique interests, talents and abilities. There's no wrong branch, there's no wrong section. It's whatever they want to do where they find something that they really enjoy. The root system is just the things that they need then. They need the robust academic knowledge. They need professional skills, which we covered a little bit earlier, but they also need experiences and then the passion and the grit in order for them to be able to make it to the to the point of the tree that they want to get to. So, you know, I mean, that's a quick you know, 30,000 foot view of what the career tree is, but it's a way in education to tell a story 
that allows young people to very easily see, you know, all right, here are the places I can go and here's how I can map out a way to get there. That's awesome. I loved it. I loved the career tree. I, I absolutely loved those branches. And then I loved some of the stories that you were telling about how people, there was educators who were involving their alumni and they would put red checks next to different areas <laughs> of the career tree, you know, to, to demonstrate to the students coming in that th these are the job they're in these jobs, they're doing these jobs and they're successful. And I, you tell one story about um, a very famous chef who every year um, talks about, you know, how they worked up and all of a sudden they're the head chef, you know, in, in Las Vegas at a major hotel and they have their own place, restaurant, and they're, they went Iron Chef and, and she comes back every year and encourages the students and the involvement of the alumni. And I just found the stories not only to be um, awesome, but it, it just, it works. It just works. And, and yeah, I, it's, and it's, it's pretty magical when you, when you can show young people, you know, I, I, you know, we go back to the experiences, everything conversation we had a little bit earlier. If you can get young people to see, feel, smell, touch, and experience something, you know, that's when it becomes real. That's when the tactile of, of, you know, kind of putting your arms around it, if you will, allows you to take it to, to whatever the next level is. And that's what excites people. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'm trying to teach educators, the more you can, you know, get young people to see, you know, well, all right, you know, you need a competitive advantage to get wherever it is you're going, um, you know, but how are you going to go off to that four-year degree and make sure that you get it done? How are you going to go off to that two-year degree and make sure you finish it? So the more they can plan early on with a for now decision, which we also talked about, yeah. you know, I'll change next week, next month, next year, but for now I'm going for this, you know, I'm moving towards this direction. Right. Then I'm willing to take a step down the tunnel and another step down the tunnel. And the more we can kind of get them focused on, you know, where it is they want to go, which is what the tree is designed to do, uh, then they can start taking the steps that are necessary with the ability to change anytime they want. It's, it's awesome. Okay. I don't know if you realize this, but we've, we've been on for like 55 plus minutes. Yeah. It feels like 20. It's, it's just, <laughs> it, it just goes so, it goes so fast. I tell people all the time, this, this thing goes so fast. So here's what I do. Uh, Mark Perna, author of answering why I, always tell every one of my guests that you have moved from guest to friend. And um, so I want to, first of all, thank you for being on the show. And I ask my friends, uh, because we did not cover the entire book. Matter of fact, uh, you can buy this book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or anywhere books are sold. Uh, it's called Answering Why, Unleashing Passion, Purpose, Performance, and Younger Generations. And Mark, as I told you before we got on the show, I said, you know, we call, I call the show a new direction because I want to help people find a new direction in their life or their career or their business or some combination of all of that. If Mark Perna, author of Answering Why, could leave my guests with a new direction, what would Mark Perna say to them? I would say that um, connecting and engaging with young people is more about the bias you bring to the connection than the one they bring to the connection. So if you're willing to look past your own biases and what you think they should be doing and look at them as the tremendous resource that can be unleashed, and once you understand what they think, why they think what they think, that allows you to connect and engage them to push them further and faster in a direction that will best serve your organization or best serve them in accomplishing what they need to accomplish. He's Mark Perna. He said he, he dreamt of being a superhero. Guess what? He was one today. <laughs> he was absolutely well, a superhero. Wow, Jay, that's awesome. <laughs> he, he was a superhero. I'm telling you, he was a superhero. He had the cape on and the whole thing. I know you couldn't see it, but I'm telling you, he had the cape on. He was a superhero. The book is outstanding. Answering Why, Unleashing Passion, Purpose, Performance, Younger Generations. You need to pick up this book. Folks, there's the show, right? I mean, he was great. He was a superhero. And man, right? And and we didn't get to, are you a wait or an April? Uh, you're going to have to buy the book to find out which one you are going to be, right? You might have to have me back. I may have to have you back just to talk about wait in April. But folks, there's the show. Listen, you know what I say to you every week, right? Be inspired because when you're inspired, that means that you will inspire other people. And in turn, they can inspire others and that can make this world an amazing place. Please join me next week when I'm going to have another fabulous guest right here on A New Direction. 
I believe in you. I promise I do. And you know what I say every week. Ciao, everybody. And the answers don't make sense Got to keep your hope alive You got to know you can survive This is your time to find A new direction, a brand new day A new direction, things are gonna change Dreams will take you